Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome in to NBA Pulse, production of iHeartRadio in the NBA. I'm Sarah Kustak, NBA analyst for the Yes Network, and today is Wednesday, May 3rd, and my goodness, am I excited. I get my partner, my homie, um, someone I love and adore, Ryan Rucco, who does a tremendous job, not only, as I mentioned, calling Brooklyn Nets games with me on the Yes Network, calling... New York Yankees games on yes as well. Uh, but NBA playoffs, you are in the mix, Rooks. Uh, Calling so many of these fun, exciting games, you will have game three of the Nuggets Sun series coming up on Friday on ESPN. And you're the voice of every voice of the WNBA, voice of women's college basketball. What an extraordinary time that was through the tournament run. How are you, man? Ah. Oh. I'm delighted that I get to do this with one of my best friends and my partner, Sarah. This is great. Well, I have you. You had the pleasure of having me on your R2C2 podcast with CC right. Sabathia. So I felt like um, it was only right that I, I bug you and bother you and have you return the favor. As, I'm uh, to be on. We're in an amazing mix here with these NBA playoffs treated as NBA fans, not only covering the game, but I, I think for all of us, just how much fun we've had enjoying so many of these first round matchups and now some just matchups that seem like they are some of the best that we could find here in the second round. And we're going to start with a couple of the games from last night. Let's first go out West uh, Golden State Warriors, Los Angeles Lakers. We keep pumping up Steph Curry meeting LeBron James but it felt like there was so much more than that. What a stage to see as the Lakers took game one. I think a lot of the focus comes down to that final shot with Jordan Poole. So I'm going to first ask you uh, to start with that and then backtrack 
from the way the Lakers were able to play, what the Warriors were able to do, what this means to get that win. But what did you think of that shot as you now have a little time to digest it? Curry, double team. Jordan Poole lets it fly. No. Long rebound to Schroeder. You know, I, I think that in, in uh, of course, in that moment, there are a couple of other options that you would prefer to have um, than, than Jordan in that moment. And I think that we've seen he has a, a penchant for maybe not being always totally engaged with proper shot selection uh, when it comes to time, score, awareness of those around him. But this was a game where he was quite effective, you know, and so it doesn't it, th- there are times where and, and for me, Sarah, watching him closely, like and everybody who watches him knows like he is very much a hot or cold guy. Like there are games where he lights the world on fire. There are games where he uh, certainly struggles to, to be a piece on the floor, as we've seen, as we saw in the first round series at times. So I, I it's not not my favorite shot, not my top choice, but. If there's a moment where I'm going to be a little more tolerable of it, it's it's in a game where he had it going a little bit, which, you know, he he did in this game uh, more so. And I know he had missed the floater on the you know possession before. Um, and again, ideally, I'm not having him take the shot to try and tie the game with 10 seconds to go. It's, it's going into the arms of Steph or it's going into the arms of Clay. Right. Um, uh, so I don't love it but I'm just a a teeny bit more tolerable of it in a game where he actually was producing. Yeah, and to your point, uh, Jordan Poole with 21 points. He went 6 of 11 from the three-point line, 7 of 15 from the field. Uh, Curry with 27 points, 25 for Clay. But on the other side of things for the Lakers, it was Anthony Davis who was tremendous. He has 30 points, 23 rebounds. Oh, oh, Davis! A burr in the saddle as he goes strong. Uh, Solid performances to D'Angelo Russell with 19 points, Dennis Schroeder with 19 points. Uh, LeBron did LeBron things. But give me your perspective. Mm -hmm. Watching Anthony Davis for so long, you've called so many of his games. You understand the impact that he has on the Lakers when he plays at this level. What can the Lakers accomplish, in particular in this series, if they get this version of Anthony Davis? You know, what's funny is I was talking to some of my friends who were Warriors fans before the series, and they all had the same primary concern, and it was stopping Anthony Davis and feeling like the personnel matchup just isn't a good one when it comes to stopping Anthony Davis. And I always think about, you know, one of the broadcasters who I work with a lot is Hubie Brown, and Hubie talks all the time about how the playoffs are about matchups, and he'll go through different teams that he coached throughout his years and how, you know, they would have 55 wins in a regular season or, you know, they'd finish in first place in their division or whatever it might be. But they knew if they got this one team at some point, they were the only team in the conference that they just couldn't match up well with and deal with. And I think what's interesting to me is Denver struggles with the matchup with Golden State. That's a really tough matchup with Denver. I think the Lakers are a tough matchup for the Warriors because of Anthony Davis. And I think that we saw that play out basically to the 10th degree last night. They just don't really have a good answer for him. Cleo Curry teams leaves it for Davis who dunks it down. You know, the problem with Davis has never been 
really production, right? It's been about, is he healthy? Is he on the floor? And obviously when he puts up 30 and 23 and five assists as well, you know, that shows a, a, in 44 minutes, a vibrance and a health that I think should have all Lakers fans excited, all Warriors fans a little concerned. Um, look, there was there was big time production still from LeBron and D'Angelo Russell and Dennis Schroeder had a good game off the bench. And, you know, maybe Russell and Schroeder's production isn't going to always be 38 combined points or whatever it might be. But I think the problem is what Anthony Davis did, I think is very repeatable for him in this series. Maybe not 30 and 23, but something like that on a nightly basis. And that to me has to be the biggest concern for Golden State. Yeah, it's been fun to watch. And to your point, his availability through health and engagement is something that he is just a different level type of player. Let's get to the earlier game from the night uh, in our backyard, Rooks. At the Garden, the New York Knicks, the Miami Heat, Jimmy Butler was not available with that ankle injury. Uh, but Eric Spolstra, man, Heat culture is alive. It's a real thing. Uh, my DePaul, my DePaul friend, alumni Max Struess, nice little night. Yeah. But uh, some undrafted players gave Vincent what Caleb Martin was able to do. It looked like the Heat were almost going to be able to pull this one off, but it was too much of the New York Knicks just finding ways to close things out. Jalen Brunson. Continues to be surgical. Josh Hart, the pickup of him. One point game. Knicks in front. Randall backing in. Off the double team. Jumper Hart. Splash! Tremendous. Uh, And of course, Julius Randall was back in the lineup. RJ Barrett. Series now tied up at one. What stands out to you about this series and the fact that, you know, Miami does go back home and have an opportunity to still have stolen one on the road and um, have the series tied up? To me, it's all about the health of Jimmy Butler right now. Um, it, if Jimmy can play at near full efficacy, I think I'd give the edge to Miami based on what I've seen these first two games. Um, but like even last night, right? I don't think the Knicks could hope for much better production out of Barrett, Brunson, Hart, um, you know, than they got. Uh, Randall, you know, yep. I mean, if you look at what those four did, like they basically, you're not going to get more collective production than you did from those four. And they still had to eke out a win against a Heat team that was without Jimmy Butler, right? Now, those things don't always translate game to game. But I think, you know, what we're going to see is we're not going to see either team lighting the world on fire offensively, right? I don't think that we're going to see games played in the 120s in this series. But what I do think we're going to see is tight games where who makes a play late is going to matter a lot. And Jimmy Butler is number one on that power rankings list of who's going to be able to make those plays. Last night, it was Jalen Brunson who was able to make those plays and orchestrate, be surgical, as you said, in those key moments down the stretch. For the lead. Oh, yeah! Jalen Brunson from downtown! And Brunson, I put, is the number two player in the series for being able to do that. At the end of the day, I think what I've learned is these teams are super tight. The games are all going to, I think, be really tight. You have two outstanding coaches. um, And ultimately, when things are that close, I think it comes down to oftentimes which team has the best player on the floor. Last night, that was Jalen Brunson. Moving forward, if Jimmy Butler is healthy, then I think it's Jimmy Butler. So for me, it sounds easy to say, but it all comes down to Jimmy Butler's ankle. 
Yeah, no, it makes a ton of sense. To your point, those four Knicks players, Barrett, Randall, Brunson, Hart, combined for 93 points of the Knicks 111 last night. You're talking about best players, Rooks. Well, it was named best player of the regular season. The MVP awarded to Joel Embiid yesterday. We're going to get into that right after the break. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DK Hoops only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to NBA Pulse. Sarah Kustak joined by my work partner, my best friend, my homie, all the things, Ryan Rucco. Uh, Rucco, so happy to have you here on the podcast. And obviously, the MVP conversation, I feel like, is one that we're starting to talk about at the preseason and a couple games in. Uh, who's the front runner? But uh, Joel Embiid finally wins that MVP. He had obviously been the runner-up uh, last few seasons. And there's nice moments we saw on social media, his teammates as it was awarded to him. I'm not sure. It, actually, I feel like we talk about this so much throughout the course of the season. I'm not sure where you were at um, at the end of the season, what you thought. But what was your perspective and take on Embiid winning the MVP this season? 
I was happy for him, and I do think he deserved it. I think when you look at what Philadelphia was able to do in the regular season, I think even surpassing expectations at times where people wondered if they would teeter. Um, and what he's able to do on both ends of the floor, of course, this doesn't go into the voting, but a great example of that was the block he had on Spencer Dinwiddie uh, to in game three to, to negate a potential game-tying layup. It goes to Dinwiddie. Takes it in into Maxi. Rejected by Embiid. Rejected by Embiid. In a game where Embiid really didn't play that well, where the Nets like, were able to pretty much handle him offensively, he still had a couple of huge buckets late and then came up with that big block. And he's an unstoppable force, really, on both ends, as long as he's out on the floor healthy. I also think there's something for me where I just feel cosmically happy with the NBA universe that he gets one rather than finishing runner-up a third straight time. Because to me, he is a deserving MVP player. And that is something that belongs on his resume. I know that's not really something that's supposed to be a part of the voting, and, and I don't have a vote anyway. But I feel like he is an MVP and deserves it. Uh, and this year, I think especially with the way the Nuggets faltered in the second half of the regular season, it opened the door for Embiid to storm through. He did. Of course, he also had that performance on that you know Saturday or Sunday afternoon on ABC against Joker, which I think stood out in, in some people's minds as well. So I, I thought he, he very much deserved it, Sarah, especially when you also consider you know, Philadelphia uh, and what they dealt with injury-wise on their roster with Harden for a huge chunk of time, with Maxi for an even bigger chunk of time. I, I think Embiid was the right choice, and it made me feel good, as much as we enjoy the silliness of Embiid's personality, to see how much that award truly hit him emotionally, I thought was really beautiful and made me appreciate him winning even more. Yeah, so Embiid wins the MVP. You saw the love from his teammates. Uh, there was also a lot of love for 76ers game one at TD Garden in Boston. 76ers come away with a 119-115 win, and Embiid, of course, did not play in that one. Um, in probably expectation, not sure yet if he will play here tonight, but with the 76ers getting a masterpiece from James Harden, 45 points, uh, he was just terrific. And I think by all accounts, I'll include myself. A lot of us thought you mentioned who's the best player on the floor. You're talking about that Knicks Heat series with Embiid not being on the floor. You would assume that Boston would be able to take care of business at home there in game one. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they come out tonight. What adjustments Joe Missoula is uh, potentially making with his team and with his Boston team. But they'll play here tonight on TNT at 8 p.m. What are your expectations for game two at Boston? You know, I, first of all, I wonder if the Sixers are even more careful with Embiid now that they took game one on the road, because what it sounds like, just based on what you're hearing with different reports, is this This sounds like something that could be a, a little bit more troublesome than was initially perceived with his knee. And if that's the case, then it might be something you're managing throughout these, this entire run and something he's playing through. So you're going to pick your spots I think the Heat have done that a little bit with Butler, not saying they did that here with the ankle injury because he, he just may have been physically incapable. But we saw that even last year in the playoffs in the first round series against Atlanta, maybe picking a moment where you can, you know, OK, like this is a moment where you can rest Jimmy because he is banged up. I wonder if 
game two is a situation where the Sixers say, hey, like we took game one. He clearly is not right. Let's give him an extra chunk of time before going and getting it in game three. I think that with Harden, one thing you and I certainly learned to appreciate watching him day in and day out in Brooklyn was the way he impacts winning because the way he sees the floor and sees things develop and makes his teammates better is almost unrivaled in this league. And as much as people have harped on him not exactly having the same burst and him not scoring the same way, he still has all the things he needs to orchestrate and develop, I mean, and deliver IQ wise on the floor. Uh, And then he still can have a game, maybe not as regularly, but he still can have a game where he scores the way that he scored in game one. Harden, sizing up Horford. It's a three. Oh! Harden's got 45! Time out, Boston! And I think you appreciate the way he impacts winning when you see a game like that and the juxtaposition of that kind of performance versus what he did in the first round against Brooklyn. So... I think Boston bounces back in game two just because this feels like an obvious six or seven game series to me. And it's hard for me to believe that they'll lose both games at home. But at this point, I do think you have to start to at least be a little curious or wonder or worry a little bit about the totality of the run for what Boston wants to accomplish because nothing is coming easy for them right now. And if Embiid is coming back in this series and they're dropping games without him, you know how much more of a load is it going to be for them to win games when Embiid is in there? And we saw the Atlanta series become much more difficult than we thought it was going to be. Uh, already they've dropped a game that nobody would have expected in this series. And for a team with championship aspirations and is the, you know, odds on betting favorites to win it all at this point, I think that you have to start to be a little concerned, not just about, okay, can they win this individual series and certainly start to put more respect on Philadelphia, but also what is this going to do to them as they go through all of these playoffs, if they're going to get to their ultimate goal, because there is, you know, with the NBA playoffs, it's a two month journey. If you get to the finals and there starts to become some worries about attrition. Yeah. Well, no attrition on your end, Rooks. You go all year, all seasons long, uh, and we have the pleasure of hearing your voice. Uh, As I said, not only um, thankful to have you on this one, but your R2C2 podcast and the uh, Philadelphia-Boston game only slate uh, on this evening's playoff games tonight at 8 p.m. on TNT. But that game three will be on ESPN this Friday at 7.30 p.m. before your game, which we'll get to hear you call uh, Denver Nuggets at the Phoenix Suns Game 3 as the Nuggets lead that series 10 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. We can't wait to hear you and can't wait to also hear you all season long on more NBA playoff games but the WNBA season, which I know everyone is psyched for. So for all of those things, we appreciate you tons, Rooks. Um, And you take care. You take care, too, of your your family there at home. Your your beautiful little daughter, Evie, and Andrea. uh, Shouts to them, too, because we, we appreciate them. And I'm hoping to catch them this summer. Yes, you, the guest room's ready for you whenever you want, Sarah. Let's, you. Go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's <laughs> go. NBA Pulse with Sarah Kustak is a production of the NBA and iHeartRadio. Please rate, review, and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.